Good afternoon and welcome to the Young News Podcast. Your host, John Phillips, alongside Sean Clappis via WhatsApp on this Tuesday, February 1st, Sean, the first day of February. One winter month down and another COVID month to go. Um, it's good to be here. Uh, I think I think I've, over the past couple of days, maybe a week ago I was a little bit more optimistic because it seemed like the variants were going away, becoming weaker, right? There's all these polling that, oh, 70, 70% of people are say they're done with COVID. I'm more like, it's got to get much worse before it gets better. Um, and I'll just tell you, Sean, just to give you a heads up on why I've changed. I'm like... So the NFL played their football games this week, and people are maskless. The governor of California is maskless. Oh yeah, uh-huh. the mayor's. Deion Sanders and all these. Yeah, guys, and celebrities. And I'm thinking to myself, like, huh, interesting. So huge, massive corporations make ton of money off of this. It's all about money. Apparently, it's a system that's like, you know, capitalism is the enemy, but they're celebrating in capitalism crony capitalism and big money all that stuff corporations all over the place and 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 everyone's just not wearing a mask sean and then you know what's going to happen 12 hours after everyone celebrates and people are going nuts because their team's going to the super bowl their kids are going to be walked to school or driven to school with a mask on their face with a mask on their face and i'm thinking to myself wait a second if this generation doesn't have the cajontas to stand up and say, are you kidding me? You expect me to strap a mask on my kid's face? That Wait, wait, wait. You want them to breathe in their own bacteria? Wait, wait, wait a second. You want them to have less oxygen in their bloodstream and more carbon dioxide? Uh, I'm not having it. And you can go, st- you, you can go shove, you know, you can take that mask and shove it, you know, where? And you know what the reality was, Sean? It's so interesting to me what's going on in our society because on one hand, no masks, people going crazy, smiling, laughing, have a good time, politicians, all that stuff. And all of a sudden, 12 hours later, kids are strapping masks on their face. And I don't know, Sean, I'm like, look, until parents, until I see parents start to sacrifice so that the next generation can live free, until I start seeing children um, living lives of freedom... I am not going to sit here and say that the end is near uh, of this of this nonsense. And to me, this has been the biggest eye-opener over the past week since we've spoken. It's been, wait a second. We talk about how, oh, you know, more information's out there and people are catching on to some of these travesties and China being involved, the Wuhan lab and leaks and, 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 and mm-hmm. false... Wait a second, wait a second. You are being dragged around by politicians to have your kids and their future being held hostage by a mask. And you mean to tell me that you think this thing's over? That this is on its way out? If they can get you as a parent to strap a mask on your kid's face without any scientific proof to show that it's working, how is it possible that you can think this thing's coming to an end? And your, th- yeah. your, your thoughts, Sean? Yeah, John. I mean, well put. Uh, n- not even not 
if this were doing nothing, I would agree with you. But not only is it doing nothing, it is, as you said, these kids are just breathing in their own air, which isn't very good for eight hours a day, you know, breathing in their own carbon dioxide. But even a further and more sinister point is these kids are losing out on psychological and emotional development that they need to be creating right now. Like these children are literally going to grow up stunted, mentally and emotionally stunted. And that's that th these are long-term effects we're talking about. And that's far, far, far more dangerous than the mortality risk from COVID, which is, you know, more kids die from pneumonia than from COVID. So, with, you know, with that being said, just the fact that more, more parents are not outraged, <clears throat> I think, you know, and I'll, I'll tell you a short little story. T today I was talking with a, um, a student of mine. I'm not going to, you know, he'll remain nameless, but he had COVID last week. So he canceled. He didn't, he didn't come for his class. And this is a guy, I mean, he's not a kid. He's a, he's an adult. He's my age. And he wears an N95 mask to, to my home, to my, even though I've asked him, I've told him, listen, you, you don't have to wear that mask with me. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You know, still refuses to take over. I've never seen his face in person, right? This is the insanity. Um, perfectly nice guy, good student. But, um, you know, so he, he, he gets the uh, gets the coof last week. Uh, Omni-cough, as I like to call it. <laughs> cough 19. Because <laughs> that's what it is. It's a cough. Cough, <laughs> so, cough 19. Anyway. <laughs> cough 19. So he so the, then I, I text him today. I go, hey, um, what? so what's going on? Are you, you feeling better? You want, you want to come in for class this Thursday? And he goes, well, you know, I, I don't have symptoms, but, you know, I test it. It's like this guy's like doing antigen tests every – like he's one of these people who has these take-home tests that he does every day. Because it's just mass formation psychosis has taken his brain, and he's like, "Well, no, I, I still tested positive, but I, I think I should be able to be. I don't think I will test positive tomorrow." So, that, and I texted him, and I was like, <clears throat> "Rather than just being, because I'm sick and tired of just holding my tongue and being quiet and placating these people." Uh, so I didn't, in the nicest way possible, I said to him, "Listen, man, I respect your decision." But even if you're positive, um, don't worry about me and my wife, okay? Come to class because we are healthy adults in our 30s with no comorbidities. So don't worry about us, okay? And I just left, I left it at that. And I'm, I could tell it made him uncomfortable, you know? Um, but it's like, John, if we don't push these people out of their just illogical insanity – then it's like that we're never going to – I mean there's just going to be a segment of the population that if we don't push and, – and I'm not saying we have to do so like belligerently. We can do so in a very empathetic way. Yep. But if we don't do that, they're just going to be wearing masks for the rest of their lives, right. testing the – I mean and these – you know, and, and I, listen, the, the anarchist in me says, hey, whatever. Let them live their lives, right? But we have to live – in society with these people you know these people have to they are they are doing jobs that probably have an effect on our lives you know i, I wish i wish we lived in the anarcho-capitalist 100 percent voluntary society where you know but a lot of these people work in government a lot of these people work in in the supermarket they work in you know they they do job they're teachers so it's like i want these people to be mentally well you know and a big part of what I think the mask, uh, like the psychosis of masking children is, and I was talking with a friend of mine yesterday, and she was like, 
I'm so sick of this mask nonsense. I'm vaccinated and I had COVID twice. These masks don't work. I'm so sick of this. I'm perfectly healthy. I'm tired of this stuff, you know? Yep. Young woman who, for all intents and purposes, was totally like, oh yeah, we gotta, we gotta do, we gotta wear the mask. We gotta, she's, t- she's done with it, right? I think her sentiment echoes the, the average person's sentiment. But the problem is, and we were rehearsing, and I just walked around not wearing a mask and she was like, ugh, and she put the mask on. She didn't, she, she agrees with me 100%, but she couldn't take that extra step to say, I'm just going to do civil disobedience and I'm not going to follow the rules of this, of this school that we're in right now. And no one said a word to me. No one said anything to me. Right. And, and I kind of wanted to turn her and go, just sweetie, take the mask off. You know, like you, 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 you and I agree. Now you just need to step out in the unknown and maybe risk someone saying something. And that's it. You know, I mean, that's it. If someone says something, then you blow them off and you go, okay, hey, have a nice day. Oh, you believe your masks helps you? Great. So then you're protected. Don't worry about me. How about you mind your own fucking business, right? right. I mean, it's, it's as easy as that. It really is as easy as that. And then when it comes down, and I'll say this last thing and I'll let you respond. When it comes down to the children's stuff, John, I – will eat so much shit, right? Like I will go on a, onto a plane and, you know, in, in order for me to get through security, I'll have to throw a mask on my face. I'll have to just deal with the crap, you know? But when it comes to my kids, my, my daughter, who's going to be three years old, it's like I won't fly because she has to put a mask on. She has to do a PCR test. I, there are things that I'm not going to participate in. I'm not going to do. I'm not going to put her in a school that requires her to be masked, which at this point in her age, she, she doesn't. But, but even if she was at that age, I would fight tooth and nail every single day. I would literally lay down my life. I mean, it's, and it's without hesitation. And I'm sure you would agree. It's like for our kids, you know, we, there's just this visceral feeling of, Oh yeah, you know, sure. I would, I would, I would, I would, uh, take a bullet for that person. Yeah. I mean, there's a very short list I'm sure. But when it comes to your kids, it's like, Oh yeah not even a question about it i would literally lay my life down for, like without even hesitation so the fact that there are parents out there who are allowing their children's mental and psychological capacity and emotional uh, 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 capacity to be stunted so horribly for their educations to be completely ruined with zoom classes the fact that they are allowing this to happen shows me how cowardly they are and just how and listen and and i don't want to you know i don't want to i don't want to degrade them too much because it's like listen i mean it's 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 i feel pity for them rather more so than anything i feel pity but i know i know that a lot of these people if not most of these people know this is bullshit and they know this is nonsense and they're sick of it but they the problem is they can't take that extra step where they stick their neck out and they go, I'm, I'm going to risk something for right. my kids because I'm not going to put up with this crap. Right. And that is where I have my biggest problem with. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yes. So speaking of kids and masks and why parents make the decisions they do, I also have a story for you. Nadal wins Australian <laughs> Open. And I will name the, the person's nameless. But a person says to me, vamos Nadal. And I say, huh. I say, okay. And my first comment was this, Sean. Here's my comment, right? Yes, was incredibly difficult to have him have to play without the world's greatest player at this time. 
in the tournament, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? No chocolate. That yeah. was such a hard thing for him to do. Gosh, you know, credit to him. He really deserves to win this year because the other because <laughs> right. there was someone who didn't want to undergo medical experimentation and be treated like cattle. And whatever, you know, it was but it was like kind of that neutral comment. Like, yeah, it was like such a difficult thing to do because it was a little bit of a troll in my opinion. Yeah, a little yeah. bit, you know, you have yeah. like a little troll text that comes your way. So, I I kind of treat it with I kind of treat it with sarcasm. To make the person realize that, okay, Djokovic wasn't in the tournament and everyone who takes seri- tennis seriously knows that it would not have been this result. However, you can yep. have your day yep. in the sun. But guess what? When you wake up tomorrow and strap a mask on your kids' faces, I want you to say vamos Nadal. Because it's people uh, like him who you can thank for that policy. And I'll say that again. Yep. If you want to yep. say vamos Nadal, people like that, you want to give Justin Trudeau likes on Facebook... Guess what? That's perfectly fine. But if you're going to say that, when you wake up the next morning and you know how much it pains you, because guess what? You don't have the will to act. You don't have the courage to be different. You want your kids not to be someone who, oh man, they're going to think my dad and my mom is a kook. Oh, I don't know. And guess what? You can thank Mr. Nadal because it's leaders like that. And I do call him an athletic leader because he can set the tone. Right sure. of where this direction is going when it comes down to mask policy, when it comes down to vax policy, you can say "Vamos Nadal" as you strap those masks on your kids. Vamos Nadal, vamos. Now, to your comment about Zoom, I actually think the good eye-opening thing about Zoom was that I thought was really good was that actually parents got to hear some of the wacko Marxist teachers spit out their propaganda, which is a pretty good thing, obviously. I agree, yeah. I just think the way I look at – so there's a book called uh, Carpe Diem Redeemed. I'm reading it. It's an Oz Guinness book. And he makes a really good point. He says, you know, humans have a very interesting ability to um, observe and think about – like learn from the past, right? Uh, Be creative in creating a vision for the future – and have a will a will to act in the present. And what I find interesting, and this is how I would explain it to someone in terms of what, what we're dealing with today. We actually have a lot of people who have learned from the past, right? They've read about the past. They're really good on history. They're, they're like you're kind of moderate American, moderate conservative, moderate liberal. They, they know they, they've learned about communism. They've learned about fascism. They've learned about totalitarianism. Right. And, and they know what to look for. Right. When it comes down to signs of authoritarianism. And they also have a relatively decent vision of the future. They know how to plan for the future. Right. But the one ingredient that is missing from them as a human being that is really having a major impact on society for the worst is a person's will to act. It's one thing to talk like you and I right now. It's one thing for you and I to be like, oh, this is, you know, not right. And history has shown that this is not going to be, you know, heading in the right direction. And, oh, we can already, it's all, we can point to things uh, like places like Florida who are moving in the right direction and have a positive vision for the future and places like, you know, New York where it's a nightmare dystopia type of situation. And you have that vision for the future. You have the understanding of the past. But guess what? I hate to say it. The majority of people have those conversations. Then all of a sudden they wake up. They go to an open house to see if they can find a new home. And they see on top of the open house, masks required. And you know what they do, Sean? Right. They go into their pocket and they put the mask on. Well, guess what? I went to an open house this weekend. I went to an open house. And you know what? I didn't wear a mask. 
I didn't yeah. wear a mask. And you know what's interesting? This is just a testament. Nothing happened. Everything was perfectly yep. fine. Yep. So we're in this very interesting situation. To me, the number one ingredient that's being missed. Yes, people understand the past. They understand totalitarianism. They, they've read the stories on Hitler and Nazism and communism and Marxism and indoctrination and propaganda and Goebbels and Goering and but despite all of that knowledge and reading 1984 and understanding the brave new world and taking a class in college on Fahrenheit 451 their will to act is what's missing and it's hard it's hard to have a will to act with that said Sean I'm gonna have to shut this earlier than usual but I want you just to give me your last word, uh, your last thoughts when it comes down to uh, yeah. specifically because we touched on the mask policy for kids and um, where we stand on that particular issue on our children and kind of their life and, and the relationship between them and, uh, of course, uh, adults. I'll, I'll try and make it quick. So just to kind of wrap up your point. Um, uh, I feel that this is a lack of imagination and understanding that people only think that fascism can come in the form of a swastika. They only think that communism can come in the form of a hammer and sickle, right? They, they, they lack the imagination and the understanding to apply the ideas and the, the theme of 1984 in, into viewing it, how it can work in today's society. And, and people are spoiled. They think, oh, that couldn't happen to me today. Look how great my life is, you know? So people lack imagination. They lack understanding. Uh, uh, and this also ties into the whole masking thing. You know, they, they see what's going on around them. And, John, I, I got to be honest. I mean, just just based on how most people have acted throughout this whole pandemic, it, it, I'm not trying to say that you and I are, like, special or, or particularly smart. I, like, I don't think I'm really – I think I'm just kind of a midwit. I, I'm, not, I'm not a genius or anything like that. I think I'm smart. I think I'm a little smarter than average, but I honestly I have no idea. I've never done an IQ test. But I've just seen – and this may have to do with priorities, that people do not prioritize their freedoms. They don't prioritize their liberty. They don't prioritize being be, being free thinkers and really trying to dissect and saying, hmm, what's really going on here? What's Okay, I see what they're telling me on the mainstream media. Okay, well, the mainstream media is owned by these holding corporations that also have stakes in pharmaceutical, in arms, in government. Okay, so that, that I need to take that into account. I don't know if other people are thinking about that, John. I think they're literally just thinking, I'm going I'm to wake up, I got to go do my nine to five, got to pick up the kids. But they're, none of the important stuff that really kind of affects global uh, political decisions and, and, and their lives, matriculates down to their lives, I don't think they're really thinking about that. And I'm worried about that because it, it just goes to show you how much the elites can get away with without people really, really caring. And because people gravitate down a path of least resistance, you have to spell things out for them so simply, you know? Um, I mean, it, it, it's gotten to a point where if because people are emotional thinkers, you know, and they've tied because they have been conditioned to view the pandemic as a bad thing and and vaccines are and lockdowns are good because they help save lives. They haven't factored in any of the opportunity costs. That is the cost that is being levied by people 
by the economy, by society, when we lock down, when we mask up, the fact that the cost of doing so is much, much, much higher than but, the cost of But lives. real quick, but it's more elusive. People to see. It's more yeah, elusive. Right. I was just going to say, it's, it's just well, like the, the effects. Thing. That's the thing. It's, it's costs that go unseen. You know, I mean, when we talk about homelessness and poverty and suicide and drug addiction, all at, and, and hundreds of thousands of small businesses being cl- closing their doors and giant multinationals, mega corporations go- gobbling up all that business, and they're never going to give that back to the to, to, to regular people. But what, people don't see this. They, I mean, they see it happening and they go, "Why is this going on?" They see inflation going up and they go, "Why? Why is this happening?" And it's like, well. There's a cause. It's because most of the dollars were printed this year. And so if you knew anything about basic economics, which most people don't, then you'll see, ah, these are the causes. They see very complex uh, uh, effects and they think, well, it's got to be a lot of things. No, not necessarily. You know, I mean, the earth tilts on its axis, right? That's a very simple thing, very simple cause. The effect is all of the weather. The time difference in the days, uh, the ocean currents, the air currents, all of these incredibly complex things because of a very, very simple cause. The Earth tilts on its axis instead of straight up and down at a 90-degree angle. The same can be said for what's going on right now. People see crime going crazy, drug addiction going crazy, society falling apart, their money's worth nothing. And they go, wow, I mean, all this complex stuff, it's, it's, you know, the world's a complex place. No, wrong. Your leaders lied to you. They locked you down. They took away your rights. It's a very simple cause, and you should be mad about that. Yeah, and most people, what I learn is not are apathetic, but they're not natural leaders. They're not natural decision makings because generally we we many times um, we connect a great leader with the ability to make great decisions. What I've learned is that most people don't actually want to make big decisions. They would rather in today's world have someone else make those decisions, hence why it's first listen to the news, then come up with what to think. Not let's think and then listen to the news and see the biases in the news as a result of what you exactly think. yeah it's it's people waiting for their opinions to be poured into their heads like water into a vase or something yeah well it's a great show i know it's a short show we'll definitely be back later this week i got some time to do that uh yeah. love the microphone i don't know if you're using it but i think you're gonna like how it's gonna be picked up i'm on a good blue yeti mic and i think you're you came out pretty clean today which is good and i'll put this baby right. up right. and um sean until next time short but sweet but i'll see you later this week all right johnny